0: Have you, or perhaps has someone you know personally, ever been the subject of a public shaming? Today, a story about Socrates facing this kind of situation that may help you out someday, God forbid. Greetings, fellow ancients. A shorter episode today, as we are putting the final touches on Lysander, coming very soon. Now Socrates shows up a few times as a cameo in Lysander's biography, so it's fitting that we do a piece on him today. Socrates was often seen about his native Athens being followed around by young men who enjoyed the way that he made them question some of the received opinions that they had been brought up with about morality and what was good to pursue in life. To most people in Athens, he was justifiably seen as a strange man. And it wasn't just ethics he was curious about. He would read books and talk to intellectuals about the nature of the heavenly bodies and the gods and possibly even insects. His interests were boundless, and he would famously bother and embarrass respectable citizens with his questions to what is justice, what is courage, etc. He would make their answers look silly. One year, the comic playwright Aristophanes decided to make him the subject of a very funny play called The Clouds. And in this play, Aristophanes used Socrates as a kind of stand-in for all the ridiculous, pretentious intellectuals around town. He portrayed Socrates duping students into paying high fees for knowledge that was either useless, like the science of gnat flatulence, or the knowledge that the sun was a hot rock and not a divinity, or downright harmful, such as making false arguments seem true in order to cheat people in court. And this comedy play was unfair, but it was also hilarious. Even later, philosophers who admired Socrates appreciated Aristophanes' clouds precisely for the way that it deflated the charlatan as a character type. And Socrates, though, was in the audience when the play aired. And after the play, Someone in the audience asked him, some friend of his, Socrates, are you not indignant that this man ridiculed you like that? And Socrates replied, No, indeed, when they break a jest upon me in the theater, I feel as if I were at a great symposium of friends. In ancient Greece, evening parties, or symposia, were places where friends would often roast each other with wit and affection, Now, if you read The Clouds today, you'd probably think that Aristophanes did quite a bit more than roast a friend. A man of weaker disposition than Socrates might even have complained that he had suffered character assassination. But Socrates suggested it somehow reminded him that he was part of the community. Now, Socrates at that time, 423 BC, he had already an impeccable record of good character, The city of Athens was at war with Sparta, and he had already fought with distinction in two battles in the war, at Potidaea and at Delium. And for all of his eccentricities, Socrates exemplified the basic virtues that all good people admired, even if they were terrible at actually defining those virtues as he showed them. He was courageous in battle, exceptionally so. In fact, he was totally unmoved by the fear of death. And he was also restrained and wise and just. And Socrates was able to face a public shaming with the confidence that can only come from having a sound character. His reputation would probably recover, he knew this. But on top of this, if we believe Plato's depiction of him and that of others like Xenophon, Socrates had already trained his mind not to worry about the opinions of his fellow citizens And we often see in great people that a healthy disdain for public praise is a foundation of the consistency of character someone usually needs to be truly exceptional, to be a role model for thousands or even millions. But Socrates did recover from the shaming he got in the clouds. He resolutely continued living his life the way he always had, simply, philosophically, and surrounded by many of the most intelligent and influential men of Athens, both young and old. Plato and his brothers were still there, and Lysias and his brother Polymarchus, before the great trials that Lysander and the oligarchs brought upon their city. It was his famous resoluteness of character that allowed Socrates to stand against the raging Athenian mob when they wanted to prosecute six of their most successful generals in a group trial over a botched rescue job that could only really be blamed on an act of God. He objected. Citizens are each entitled to an individual trial, according to our Athenian legal system, he said. And He was the chair of the assembly. He had the authority to block the motion. They threatened to beat him to death, but he wouldn't budge. And there were many other occasions when Socrates famously wouldn't budge. Last of all, of course, when he was presented with the opportunity to flee his punishment for allegedly corrupting the youth in 399 BC, when he was sentenced to death, he decided to stay put in Athens. If he hadn't, who would now remember the name of Socrates? So how does a wise man deal with public shaming? First of all, by living a life of virtue that is, by definition, most resistant to such a thing. As they say, the best time to start doing that was ten years ago, but the second best time is today, not tomorrow. And then, by being truly indifferent to the opinions of the crowd, find the relationships in your life whose only condition is that you continue truly to be the best version of yourself that you can be. Socrates' friends would expect nothing less of him. This is Alex Petkus, until next time, thanks for listening, stay strong, stay ancient.